0: Welcome to Jesus Dates. And so my main concern was getting a visa because I don't know if the system has changed or not. Um, Back then when it was like, when it was eight years ago, so I was really worried that if they don't, you know, um, provide me with a visa, then I would not be able to come
1: back. This is a podcast where we meet up to hear stories about how God is moving in the lives of everyday people. Save them from a fiery furnace, or simply spoke to them in a Starbucks, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates.
0: My goal for this year is to finish school, which I will be graduating in April, and then I'd like to find a job and work in America.
1: Awesome. Okay, so what are you going to school for?
0: Currently, I'm going to school for Bachelor of Health Sciences. Yeah, I will be graduating with it soon, so I'm really
1: excited. So did you always want to go into the medical field? Yes. I've, I've always had that heart
0: that I wanted to help people, like patients who are poor. Like when I grew up in Cambodia, I've always seen like poor people having problems going to get medical care. Um, they all don't have enough money, and um, hmm. medical professional over there, they usually just think about money. If you don't have money, then we can't treat you, and then patients end up going back home or not getting any treatment at all, and they, they end up dying or, you know, just suffering with, you know, whatever they have, and that pains me. So,
1: how long have you lived in America for? So, I live, I have been living in America for
0: eight years, and, um... Fun fact, I went to Cambodia to visit my family for the first time in eight years in November last
1: year. First time in eight years. Yes, first time in eight years. What, what is the biggest thing that you've missed from Cambodia? Like, what does America totally not have? I'm sure a lot of things.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just missed the uh, presence of my family the most over here in america i live alone majority of the time um even though i have relatives here but i don't i i lived with them for a year when i first came to america to america but then i went to live with other people and then i've been living alone for the last five years and so living alone without family around it's very um difficult in a way just lonely, and you know, you have to go through life and different situation alone. So I really missed, yes, my family presence because, you know, I don't, I don't get that warmth from the family here. I really missed that. But when I went to Cambodia, I, I get to feel that again. It was, it was indescribable. It was.
1: So what disgusting. was going through your head when you first landed back in Cambodia? When I first landed there, I, I asked myself, like, wow am I really here? <laughs> like, I'm actually here? Like, I couldn't believe that I was there. So what was it like to see your family again? Just, I just feel
0: very content. Just so overwhelming. Like, my heart was so overwhelming that I actually get to hug my parents. Whenever I was in Cambodia, we don't really, like, express love or affection towards, um, like, family member. And in fact, I never said I love you to my parents when I was in Cambodia. I never said that word because we never tell each other like how much we love each other. We never hug. Hi. We never express like you know, like you're important to me. You know, I love you. It's it, it's just not like a common thing. To right. Do. It's not a common thing, and especially in our family, we just don't do that. But then when I came to America, I've learned from um, my my American family that you know you know you express love to your loved one you know you say i love you you hug and you know just feeling that warm and lovingness what i've learned from here how to you know um, express your love to your loved one and i gave that to my parents and my brother in my aunts i hugged them really hard and then i said i love you i miss you so much
1: and they cried <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask how did they react to that yes, because you neat. know
0: they never said I love you to me or to one another so I can't imagine you know somebody from another country like their, their daughter coming from another country expressed her love to what them and I think they really
1: like shocked yeah. they never heard those words and when they did they were overwhelmed and speechless So this is kind of the whole start of your trip and you're there to like see your family and what else are you there to do in Cambodia?
0: The main reason I went to Cambodia was my passport was um, getting expired and I needed to get a new one because I've been renewing my passport three times and that was the limit. And um, I tried to figure out different ways to get my passport renewed without going to Cambodia but there was no other choice, and uh, my American family thought that it would be a good chance also for me to see my families. But at the same time, though, because of the obstacles that I faced, there was, there was a
1: lot of uncertainty, so I was really nervous and scared when I was there. So what you just said, that there was some uncertainty, some scary things, so what all happened? The, the story, Happen like this.
0: Um, So like I said, my main goal was to do my passport. Oh, and also I need to get a new visa to come back to because for Cambodia and America, they only given one entry visa and it was only for three months. So um, in order for me to come back to America, I also need to get a passport and a visa. And so my main concern was getting a visa because I don't know if the system has changed or not Um, back then when it was like when it was eight years ago so I was really worried that if they don't you know, um, provide me with a visa then I would not be able to come back even though I have my passport. My plan was to go to the um, passport place to get it uh, and apply it and get it done right away. But then there was an issue. Like the first hours when I was there getting my paperwork together there wasn't any problems but then an hour later, the officer who works there told me that the passport machine is broken. That means they cannot issue any passport for at least two weeks to a month.
1: And uh, it just is there just one machine, or or is there all all of them were broken? I believe it was only one machine, and that one was broken. Yes, the only one machine, and it's broken. Oh that machine goodness.
0: provided the passport for all citizens in Cambodia, and it's broken. So wow. I was, uh, I was devastated, so devastated. And my mom was there too, and we were all just speechless, and our hearts just dropped to
1: the floor. Just
0: I asked myself, what am I going to do?
1: Because Be- what would that mean if you don't get your, don't get it? Would you just stay over there, or what happens? Okay. So my my concerns.
0: When I heard that was that I have a visa interview in a couple days. And if I don't have a new passport ready for me to go to the visa interview, I might not get a visa. They would need a passport to stamp a visa on. I was afraid that I would not be able to do the interview with the embassy to get my visa. And if my passport would take more than a month, then... I was afraid that I would not be able to come back to America for school.
1: Yeah, so then you'd just be done with school here? I was not sure my, what my future is going to be. And so how many days did you have left until your plane ticket was going to go back? I still had a lot of time left. Okay. at got that time because
0: when I landed and then the next day I went to the passport place and then that's how I found out. Although, I emailed the embassy people to see if I could still doing the interview without having a new passport, and the email email me saying that I could still go for the interview, but I would have to wait until the passport ready to... If I pass, then that means I need to wait until my passport ready, then I have to bring the passport back to the embassy so that they can
1: stamp it. Wow. So there's right. a lot of things in a row that have to happen. Yeah, perfectly. it's like step-by-step process. So... Right now, we're both in Florida. Mhm. So what ended up happening? So what ended up
0: happened was that so since the passport person said it can take from 2 weeks to a month, so he suggested that I should apply for a month process, just just place it and then just whenever the machine is working again then he said he would call my mom and I to let us know that oh machine is working again you know just give us the uh, prime money so they can make it faster okay. make it go faster so after a week like each week goes by my mom um, and I always call the person to check if the machine if is working it's broken or it's working right and then like like the first week we call them and then he said no I'm sorry it's not it hasn't worked yet and then another week went by. It's kind of like getting closer and closer to the time that I was supposed to come back here.
1: How are you feeling the closer and closer it got? What were you... Yeah, like each time each week goes by, I felt so anxious. You
0: know, I've been praying a lot. I asked my family here in America to pray for me. And they suggest too. they said, all you can do is praying
1: and it's in God's hand. And he's gonna make things work. And um, so, really, at that time, did you feel like, okay, God, whatever you do, it's it's kind of in your hands, <laughs> or, or... Um, to be honest,
0: um, I I wanted to trust him, and I t- I always tell myself, I felt like he's gonna make things work. But honestly, though, there's always, like, sometimes though, sometimes I felt like I felt like I can't go on with this anymore. I still, I was still worried. Like I couldn't, I couldn't relax my mind and just let God take everything.
1: But it's still broken. Yeah, it's still
0: broken. Like, what can I do? Like, I can't, I can't go go there and make you know make them fix it and make it work. It doesn't work that way. And then it's also um, there's also political instability, instability in there too. And every everybody was worried that it has something to do with the government. And then they were worried that you know the government would not ha- like would not let anybody to go out of the country, and that's when it stressed me out too, And then I thought, oh my goodness, like what if I get stuck here and not be able to go to America because of the
1: um, government issue? Hmm. So you waited a week and then another week, and then another week. Yes. <laughs> so I
0: waited, like, when it, when it uh, reached two weeks, it, it was getting closer to the date that I was supposed to come back to America. Like, a week when I was there, though, I, I did go to the U.S. Embassy to do the interview for F1 visa. Um, I was really nervous, too, because I wasn't sure how it's going to be like, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to pass. And so when I went to the U.S. Embassy to do the interview... Fortunately, I was blessed with a guy um, who was very friendly. He was smiling, and, and um, he was so relaxed when he was talking to me and asking me questions about um, why, why do we need this visa. The interview process went re- really well. He let me pass, and he said that um, we have no problem giving you a visa, but the problem is we just need you to have a passport, a new passport so that we can stamp it. And by the fourth week the beginning of the fourth week you wanted to pull your hair out <laughs> <laughs> i just want to <laughs> scream <Yeah. laughs> um i was i by that time i was i was really hopeless i was like oh i i don't think it in in my heart i know it's not going to be ready on time i i I don't i don't want to say i given up but i kind of like don't want to think about it anymore even though at that time I was like, "God, what's happening? Like, why am I not seeing the results?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> why am absolutely. I not seeing
0: like it's progress? You know, to where I need it to be." But at the same time, like I'm, I'm not in control. You know, like things, like to be honest, things that I plan even before just never go the same, uh, the same way as I planned. Like God always has a ways to. You know, go around it.
1: You know, He's like a different route. Yeah, it always
0: has a different routes for for it to go. It, this 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 experience was another test of like, hey, God's like, hey, you, you know, I know you plan all this. It's it's nice, but I have a better plan for you. So just just be patient and wait and see. But God has blessed me this one day. So after, Ooh, I love it. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the best part. By the second week after a month, so basically a month and a half, I receive a call from the person, uh, from the passport place. He's like, "Hey, um, the machine is working again. So, uh, if you if you need us to do a fast process, send us like the money." Like they they need that money to to make it sure that you want it quick and that you're able to pay for it. So they like, I need money like as soon as possible because there are others like hundreds, hundreds, thousands of people wanted to do a fast service too.
1: So he's like, hey, it works. Yes, but it needs to be like ASAP.
0: Yes, ASAP, like within ten minutes window. Like you need to decide like if you are able to pay the payment within 10 minutes because if not they're going to move on to the next person
1: (laughs) and and oh my my goodness
0: like in that situation my like myself and my mom we were struggling with money you know on the trip i didn't have enough money so i wanna i only had just enough to to pay for the passport and um for the um for the expenses but then I was worried that I didn't have enough money for the extra payment of the passport. So I was like, oh, oh, mom, what are we going to do? And then my mom, when she heard that, she called me right away. And then she also called um, a friend of her. And a friend of her said that, don't worry about it. We'll help you. Whoa. A friend of my mom knew that I didn't really have enough money. So he's like, don't worry about it. Um, Did this
1: all happen within like 10 minutes? Yes. He, he's <laughs> like
0: he's like he told he told his assistant to send money right away to my mom and then my mom transferred it to uh, to the passport place right away. So that happened really quickly between like between ten minutes. God just put people in that situation to help me out, and I was just I was speechless in that moment because like when we need help, there was a person there to help us right away
1: oh that's so awesome I, I was oh just so goodness. happy
0: and then when the payment completed the person said that um, we can make the passport ready by the end of the day so on the same day but by the end of the day and then we were like yes please just make it, just make it done as soon as possible because I really really need to get this passport done so I can get to the US embassy and they can stamp the visa and then I can leave uh, I can I can make plan to to come back to America. Another interesting thing happened though. By the end of the day, the person called um my mom saying, Okay, the passport is ready and then he was like, You were so fortunate, the machine is broken again.
1: No. It's like
0: after they finished with my passport and I don't know how many passports they've done, but I just know like after they finished my passport the machine is broken again. So I was like, oh, if I wasn't able to make the payment today, yeah. can you imagine what would happen? Like I would have stuck and not knowing when I could come back to America to continue my study.
1: Wow. So it's like, uh, God is so clutch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I felt like, oh,
0: God, you, you're, you're amazing. He was like, God has, did has a plan for me. Whatever I had planned for this trip didn't happen as I wanted to. But then he made different ways, different routes to make it happen.
1: So that, so did that happen, I guess, did that happen in the beginning of 2018 or the end of 2017? That happened at the end of 2017. Whoa, what a way yes. to end a year. I know, I was <laughs> like, Wow. Such
0: that's an interesting story. Like it, it was like a roller coaster. It's like Seriously. one moment I'm happy, and then one
1: moment I'm like, oh no! And it's kind of like you know, just wow. Has the, what happened at the end of 2017 affect now the way that you are viewing like going into the unknown of 2018?
0: Um, you know, like God finished giving me such a interesting experience at the end of last year of 2017. And he really opened up my eyes that through trials um, and adversity, he didn't forget about me. He didn't leave me alone. God has a plan for me. He always been has been in my life for the last eight years. I discovered him when I came to America. So, all I have to do trust in him, and enjoy the ride.
1: That is so beautiful. Thank you. If you'd like to share your story about how God is moving in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Dates voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message to our email connect at ministry.com, or our Instagram page at The Current Ministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post, and this is your host Molly Duper thanking you for joining us. And until next time, Grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. I, I like to exercise. Okay. I think
0: one of my favorite things to do is free dancing. Freestyle dancing. Ooh! It's, it's like a, a way I like to do my cardio workout. So I would just dance with, you know, upbeat songs for like an hour. Nice.
1: What's like your jam? Oh, what the song I know. Um it's called I
0: don't know if you know this song. Yeah. It I, sounds I forgot amazing. The, I,
1: I forgot the title, but <laughs>